0: You are now entering the Bad Christian podcast.
1: How's it going, ugly bugs? Ugly bugs is what my grandmother says not to be. My grandmother's name is Mimi. She's in her mid 90s and she would say, "Don't be an ugly bug," or she would call us an ugly bug. Additionally, she would chase my sister and I around the house with the fly swatter because of how bad of kids we were being. But Mimi is amazing, she's in her mid-90s I'm sure she has no idea what a podcast is But she's an inspiration to me Uh, I think I have good genetics, obviously Because that's my grandmother So it looks like I'll be well into my late 90s And I'll still be doing this podcast And I mean, most of y'all will probably be long dead at that point I know Joey will be dead, Toby will be dead But I'll still be here and it'll be because of your support now and the support of your children and their children's children. And the way that you can support this podcast is by going to our podcast page and going to the Contribute button. And you'll find right on there the ways that you can contribute just a pennies a month, a couple dollars a month, whatever you think it's worth. The Bad Christian Podcast is, in fact, listener-supported. That means financially. That means by leaving us reviews on iTunes and just telling other people about the show. That's how we do it, and it's working amazingly. So thank you for everybody who's already done so. Two things I want to tell you before we go any farther. Number one, I apologize for some of the audio quality on the show today. I just flew back from tour. I did not sleep last night. I traveled on a red eye. Now it's late Sunday night, and this podcast has got to go up. And I've done everything I can that I have time to to make it sound good. But there's some some poor spots in it. Forgive me. Probably poor spots like when I say the P sound and it makes the pop sound. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So that's an apology. And now here's what I'm going to do to make up for it. I'm going to give you guys a promo code. When you order the new classic crime pre order at our website, it's BC Pod. When you go to check out, type in BC Pod and you will get free shipping on the classic crime album that everybody's going to go order right now while you're listening to the episode. And you guys really are the best fans that there are in the world. And I hope you don't die. I hope you live as long as I do. Here we go three, two, <laughs> one
0: hit it it's like a pencil with the razor. that bow. Oh!
2: it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
1: to the bad. It's a helicopter. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast, <laughs> folks. You got Matt, Toby, and Joey. We're sitting on our tour bus in Charleston, South Carolina. Living the dream. Living the dream on our last off day of our tour so it's great that we can all be together for this episode today we got a great episode we have mike haranica from the devil wears prada is going to be on the show and the big deal we got going on everybody's pumped up that we've been doing is listening to the classic crimes new record and so we've been listening to that it's coming out very soon there's a pre-order live now for it toby what songs do you like on it
0: all of them. All
1: of them, he says. <laughs> Joey, what songs do you like?
3: I, I have to check my phone because I don't remember titles of songs. I don't even know the titles of y'all's That's songs. That's true. I
0: actually don't know the titles of our own songs. The one I like is the bonus track. The bonus um, track. Where he, he says, he talks about songs that he sings every night that he doesn't like on stage mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. I like a lot of, I, I was kind of joking. I actually do. We, we've been listening to it on the bus on this tour. Uh, and I really do like the album, but um i guess that one just because i haven't ever heard it before just really stands out to me i my
3: like mind. uh we all look elsewhere that's the one i like the best yeah that's my favorite and one. i really like who needs air mm-hmm. um I, it like honestly from start to finish it really really is good now i have to admit that before this i'd never really listened to classic crime at all so i don't know if this is typical classic crime or if it's it seems like maybe from what I've heard of you guys, it's softer than most well, it's acoustic of their
1: stuff. versions of their big songs that people know: the coldest heart, all yeah. the memories, uh, the fight. So there's acoustic versions, and they're really orchestrated. We'll hear some more of it probably in a commercial on this episode yeah. today. But I'm excited about releasing this music because it's the first full length album that we've released on bc music so it's awesome dave and i were working on some uh, marketing campaigns today and we're gonna do some we're actually gonna spend money on advertising and trying to let other people know and it just feels really exciting to me because it's like we really are a real label and so especially with it being in stores i think that's the most exciting thing to me that we actually have a i mean i know it sounds crazy but we were just trying to to do stuff and now we have a distribution deal marketing budgets all this stuff so i'm really am i'm really anticipating and hoping it's going to be a big deal and a big record and everybody's going to love
0: it well but it is it's, it's awesome. well, well that's what's really cool i think what validates us is that a band like the classic crime would want to sign with bc music and put their music out this yep. way like that that means a lot to us i mean this band is real they've been doing it for a long time they make great music this album is awesome And it just goes to show you that all this work that we've been doing, um, regardless of if we know what we're doing or not, we've been doing a lot of work. Yep. And uh, it's really starting to pay off, and that's what I think is really cool. I'm very excited about it. (laughs) Well, something very funny happened to me this week. (laughs) What's that, that, Toby? Well, uh, (laughs) I didn't – I am really bad at looking at my texts when I text people, right? Like I just – if I see – name i go oh that's it but sometimes those texts are like a bunch of people like a group text (laughs) those group texts can on on an iphone get you it's 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 terrible so mine there's a bunch (laughs) of bad stuff about those so i was on a group text but the first name was my wife and i uh, uh, in my phone it's a wonderful wife yeah that's the name that's, that's jess so so she's very first i start with the letter a and so uh there was a group text going back and forth where our good friend um, and his wife, their daughter was very sick, had a 104 temperature. She's been in the hospital for like three or four days, um, actually just got out. But, you know, when they, when they first went to the hospital, um, they let everybody know. Everybody was talking on a group text, and everybody was just – we were going to the hospital. Jordan may has a, a 104 temperature. And so uh, each – there was a, just a ton of texts there like praying Oh, your your daughter's so beautiful. We love her. What a we, we hope your princess gets better soon. <laughs> praying, praying, praying. We going to pray. You're praying, in praying, praying. And I didn't realize <laughs> that it was that one. And a fan had drawn a pencil <laughs> drawing of me <laughs> and i thought it'd be really funny to send that picture to jess or just, was it a good pencil drawing i actually thought it was a very good pencil drawing
1: honestly but i mean it was you know, i saw it it was kind of funny it looked like something from a, that would be over the mantle on a
0: wes anderson
1: movie a picture of yeah, toby yeah, yeah. with
0: a giant beard that was hand drawn by a fan Yes hand drawn by a fan <laughs> so i told jess i t- i I sent her the picture, and then underneath said, hey, put this on the mantle, uh, frame it and put it on the mantle on the fireplace for when I get home, uh, and then I realized that I would sent it to that you sent group. it to t- the group with <laughs> yeah, the group sick girl, so everybody was, on the tech. So it was praying, 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 picture, a pencil picture drawing of Toby, of Toby. <laughs> <laughs> and then and my wife you- felt super uncomfortable, so she immediately goes... You realize this is to a bunch of people, right? <laughs> and, like, and then was it I was do? it a week later? No, when it was you... like, one day later I didn't realize. And Jess, she never answers her phone, and she's terrible <laughs> about answering her phone. And I just really wanted to call her and FaceTime with the kids. So I said a really sarcastic t- text that said, Hey, thanks so much for FaceTiming with me tonight and, a- and answering your phone. I sure do appreciate it. And then the next text that I see back is, I'm glad you sent that to everybody. Just to <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just saw, like <laughs> I just didn't know. But how do you make that mistake? Like it just the first one,
1: life? the first one on the group text. It says the, all the names of the people, and his wife shows up as the first one. So when you're just going in there, it I doesn't mean, the look like te-
0: it's seven people. The, it looks like it's one person. Yeah.
1: So you don't. Well, the reason why that is is because as far as Toby's screen real estate goes on his iPhone, oh, he has now. he has the accessibility come settings where the screen. The size of the text Come is like 36-point font on his whole iPhone, so he can only see about four or five words in each one. He's, he's accelerated the text size to that of a, a 90-year-old woman looking at ba- an iPhone. I have so, bad so vision, so like, and I increased the text size <laughs> on my phone. because so if there's a it text makes message from a side. bunch of people, he definitely can't see past the first one as far as what would show up on his screen real estate. <laughs> so That's it's, why Toby wants to get the iPhone 6 Plus, he says. I'm getting the 6 Plus. But he'd be better off to just get a phone. Own plan on a Regular size iPad.
0: Listen, if you look at tiny text, it messes with your eyes. I think it's it's a detriment to all of us. I'm older than you guys, and it's already starting to affect me. But it makes me feel weird when I look at tiny text and I look up into the real world. You know what's crazy so is I, I moved it bigger.
3: I used to like look. At, I would be intrigued as a kid to see the date on pennies or dimes or nickels. Like I'd like to look at the year and be like, "Man, that's crazy! How long ago?" That's so, awesome. and so my son, he start is a chip off the old block. My dad is giving him coins, and he'll come up to me it's like dad what year is this and so i looked at the date on a penny for the first time in literally probably seven or eight years and i was like whoa i don't like I had to stare at it for seriously like two minutes and get my eyes focused and everything. It's just like, hey, this is happening. Like, art you can't see anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently the doctor says I have good vision, but that's a but tiny you little date. I can no longer read the date on a penny. A, I, well, I finally got it, but it just took me a while. It used so, to wait, seem wait. so big. Oh,
0: okay. A little bit more to the story. Your dad gives. Did your dad give you coins as well? I used to collect coins. Your dad collects coins, or you do.
3: No, I used to collect coins. And, and now your
0: dad collects coins and gives them to your son. Oh, well, yeah. I mean. But yeah. you don't collect coins. No, I don't collect coins. So so your dad collected coins back in the day. Yeah.
3: He collected stamps, bottles, all sorts <laughs> of things. <laughs> y'all know about bottles, digging bottles and privies? Do I know about it? Yeah. I mean, do you know that even exists? Like, privies are old-timey outside bathrooms. Well, and let's so back, call them they are,
0: shithouses. Yeah.
3: So basically, especially in places like downtown Charleston, you had rich people. Rich people were the only ones that uh, had outside bathrooms, and so they would use it as garbage as well. So they would go out to their toilets, basically, and throw out a bunch of garbage, which is medicine bottles, Coke bottles... Um, alcohol yeah, like bottles, all sorts of glass things. Bottles and, stuff. and so now, if you you find privies, which basically you have to like figure out on an old-timey map where they are, and if you find like a privy where people threw a bunch of trash, obviously all the poop is gone. You could find bottles worth $10,000. Who 000? buys the bottles? But if well you could find the, the poop, how collectors. much would that be worth? Yeah. I mean, especially if you knew whose poop it was. But seriously, you find like slave toothbrushes. Like, there how was much a certain is slave Thomas tags? Jefferson
0: turd worth.
3: Yeah, how much <laughs> is a Thomas Jefferson turd worth? I don't know. I Maybe mean,
0: it could be a lot.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: All right, so I got something I wanted to, to do or talk about here. We've been doing these podcasts for a while. And uh, usually I put them up and put them on. I usually do it, stay up late Sunday night and get everything ready and do the intro and, and the stuff like that. But some, I've had some people help me lately with editing the podcast and cutting time out of the interviews and stuff like that. Cause sometimes we go long or sometimes we record like two hours and then we'll uh, it. it's just too long. And so we have to cut it down because people already complain how long the show is. So we really? have a couple. Of, yeah. Because what are we going to do? We could talk for four hours. You know how it goes. No, no, no. I didn't know people complained. Cause some people, I, I mean, a lot of, a lot of podcasts that. are 15 minutes or 30 minutes well, and stuff dumb. like that. Ours is long. And I think uh, that's one of the best things about our show is that we get to do it so yeah, long. Yeah, most people, people I hear, really they say, invested. man, we didn't want to end. So I've had some people that are that help me edit sometimes. It'll co- go through and take out, like, pauses or boring spots or if we make a, a mistake or, or, you know, something like that. So... I had a guy that was helping me uh, edit on the podcast and stuff, and so he, what he did was he sent me notes of all the stuff that he he did, and this was back on the evolution episode with Tyler Frankie. Yeah, yeah. And I got, the, I didn't notice it, but he sent me the notes of the stuff that he cut out, and I just thought it was too funny the Tight. stuff he said. So I want to give you all a list of some of the stuff that he said. Fourteen. Wait, wait this is just stuff I said. No, this is stuff that <laughs> this is stuff that the guy took out. This is what he thought to to. Removed. But it's not
0: all me. No. Okay. This good, is good, stuff good. that he decides
1: okay. to remove from the uh, podcast just to make it, it go better. So yeah. at 14.07, Matt stuttered a lot, removed. <laughs> at 19.25, I cut Joey clearing his throat after he says he subscribed to Zoloft. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he was
1: prescribed Zoloft. <laughs> and I cleared my throat? Yeah, and you cut your throat. At 22.40, he cut Joey's first attempt at explaining his point <laughs> <laughs> at w- at 103 to 107 joey versus matt for a long time and the guest didn't talk at all during any of this <laughs> took that out <laughs>
3: wow that's crazy because
1: there's still a lot of that in there and then at 1759 toby says the chinese guy's name is too long dong. And then says you gotta cut that. <laughs> thirty one forty eight Dead Space after Toby's joke. <laughs> forty minutes and twenty seconds, Joey mimicking Toby. <laughs> and then the last one is one hour and thirty
3: twenty seven minutes failed news intro.
1: <laughs> so that's the stuff we cut out of the show. So I think
3: a lot of people they don't understand like I don't know if y'all noticed that we got a lot of flack from uh, a lot of people said we interrupted Dan a lot. They said that y'all wouldn't let him talk. And I don't think people realize all this stuff. And, and, And plus, come on, give us a break. We're trying to have an entertaining show
0: well, the hard we're part trying of is to we're, we're usually interviewing.
1: This is what I've explained to a few people. Hey, hold on when, real quickly.
0: Can I say something? Go ahead. Joey's shirt is tucked into his belly button right <laughs> now. <laughs> How did your shirt get tucked into That's your belly button? That's not my belly, belly button. Now, what is that? My belly
3: button is up here.
0: Oh, my God. It was that just was a just, random It was just roll. a roll, a wild roll, <laughs> a free-roaming a free a, roll.
3: It, it was a rogue
1: Crevice in Joey's stomach, Not oh, stomach. the
3: irony of a beach ball Making beach ball making. Fun what a beach ball,
1: <laughs> okay, so when people are when they're hearing our interview they don't I think maybe they don't realize that we are interviewing somebody over we're in two different locations across the internet, and the other person's on a skype call in with us, and we can't see the person you can't read any body language, and people tend to go long, and that includes us and the guests and there's a delay in the internet to where you can't necessarily immediately uh, jump in or show the other person That you're talking So easily A lot of times people will just keep talking Because they don't hear the interruption So it's it's difficult to interview people over the internet So I'd say overall I think we're doing a good job From the, our first few episodes to where we're at now But yes, we do have to interrupt each other and and the guests I just don't I, It's not like we're all sitting at a table together Yeah, That's not I don't get location. people
3: And I know it's just because I have a different personality Just like everyone has different personalities But I just can't imagine like listening to my favorite podcast And saying, you know what? I need to message them and tell them
0: just how rude they are. This is pathetic. So Joey would not want
1: anybody to message us anymore, so knock
0: it off with the messages, <laughs> folks. Yeah, you know hey, what I'm saying? Really, I'm just, appreciate you listening. Just stop being just assholes.
3: Don't. What I'm yeah. saying is I don't get the mentality of why do you need to hear one episode where you didn't think things went well for you, and, yeah, I'm going to make my opinion known and be snooty about it. It's one thing to just let us know. It's another thing to kind of be jerky about no,
1: it. I, I don't know. But overall, I appreciate it. I like that people message us, and, you know, it doesn't matter. So I do hope everybody will continue to keep. I believe
0: us fully that, well. that what they're trying to do is make the podcast better. They like it. Yeah. And if we yeah. would, in their opinion, if we'd have done a few things differently that they would have done. They think they would like the podcast better, but we're we're not good at this. We're, the number one thing that this podcast isn't good at is interviewing people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not good at that. I mean we're no. we're trying and we're learning, but I mean it's like like all the things Matt listed are true, but also we're we're not that good at it. I mean, we talk over <laughs> each other constantly. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we give each other room to breathe. That's true. So I mean, why would we give our guests room to breathe? And so that's what's cool when you have a guest, you know, I mean I I for example, I know I, I just go to it, but like like Tommy Green, he just, he just oh, he's just punching easy, in, yeah. getting there, and just, I mean, you know, I, I think if somebody ca- kind of gets us a little bit too and can just hop in there and go, I don't care, and not take it offensively, because we're not trying to be rude intentionally, we're just trying to talk too, because we love talking. All right. Well, I got something else special for
3: today. You guys ready? Science time. Ooh. Wow. That's a surprise, man. We're excited.
0: Yeah!
1: All right, so we were talking earlier. Hey, man, on. we
0: need to do a preface here, too. We we have Dave, our drummer, since we're on tour right yep. now. Yeah, Dave's he, sitting here with us. He has a mic as well, and we've told him all he's allowed to do is laugh because he, he laughs out. all the time. And yeah. I believe fully that Dave, our good friend, that is the first time he's heard your science yeah, <laughs> intro sure ever, he and he started laughing. So <laughs> Yeah, so for the
1: record, Dave, our drummer, sitting here in on this session today. Dave, Dave, you don't ever listen to the podcast. Is that the case?
0: I have listened to two podcasts.
1: Which two have you listened to? Mark uh, Maron and, <laughs> Mark uh, Maron and Chopper, Joe Rogan. Chopper and Dave Bazan. You listen to the Chopper episode and Dave Bazan. Why are your eyes closed? <laughs> He's channeling. I, okay. it, I know. it would help me. So, you, uh, so w- what's the problem with the podcast that you wouldn't listen to it more? I mean, you're in our band. You're our friend. What's the problem? You I hate it?
0: I no, you weren't I satisfied no, you're, with those two episodes. You're jealous,
1: aren't you? I don't. You're I don't jealous. Think that's fair. Oh, are you going to start your own podcast? I don't think it's. Oh, I'm going to start my drumming <laughs> podcast about
0: drumming <laughs> and and all oh, use big footh. No <laughs> drumming the <with> day. <Dave? laughs> no, is
2: that? I don't think that's fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you told me you're going to start your own podcast. No, Josh Freeze is your first
1: guest. Did you think my science uh, music intro there was funny? I then, did. and that was the that first cracked time. you up. <laughs> that was the made first you cut time. up. <laughs> that was
2: the first time I, I heard that.
1: Yeah, well we do this segment on the show, uh, semi often, not that often, every few episodes or whatever. And so the point <laughs> of it is, I think that people that Christians are a little bit against science and they don't want to go with the flow and they want to give it a hard time and whatever. Well, you
0: actually did call Christians
1: stupid when it comes to science. Christians are stupid, okay. and that's a generalization. That's not for everybody.
0: Not it's all. Just, Chris, so, not are all. you saying not all Christians are
1: stupid? Not all. Just, just the majority when it comes to science. Oh, well, that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah,
0: that always rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Because I mean, it's, it's just a ru- generalization. And that's a huge rub. <laughs> yeah, and that's a big. <laughs> to rub <laughs> Joey the wrong way takes a lot of energy. Man. So we,
1: <laughs> as we were talking about on the on the evolution episode before with Tyler Frankie, I did that. And we talked about evolution. We got stuff, and Joey and I got. It got really heated. I mean, yeah. we did a whole you episode. I know we did a whole episode that was really kind of revolved around science, and it was it was sucky and uncomfortable in yeah. a lot of ways. So I wanted to do a science segment today, and just I really wanted to keep it light. I really wanted to keep it even and light, and just, like the
0: actual
3: light. No, nope, not, not talking about light uh, photons. Oh, sorry, not, okay. not that. Let's talk about pigs and how they're super smart. So and what relatively I want, clean.
1: So what I want to talk about today is we're at the beach today. We're on Folly Beach. That's where we're parked doing this podcast right now. And Dave and I were just out at the beach. We were standing on the shore. Y'all okay. see some pigs, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> now we're <laughs> we're standing out on the beach today. Dave and I were, and yeah. uh, Dave asked me because I think I, maybe I'd mentioned it before, or something like that. And Dave asked me, he said, "How far is that out there that we're looking at? Where is that horizon? Where is that?" And so a couple of things occurred to me uh, that I think are really interesting that I had known or heard previously in the past I want to share with everybody. So, first of all, if you are standing on right at the ocean and you're six feet tall, what you're looking at out there when you see the horizon where you can no longer see water, when you're just looking right at the – that's as far as you can see. And you think, oh, I can see for miles. I can see for hundreds of miles. I can see halfway to China. I can see halfway to uh, Africa, whatever you're looking at. Three miles – if you're six feet tall, you can only see three miles out there before the curvature of the Earth take make takes your view away, and you can't see anything beyond that because the Earth curves right off. Hey, which is wow. which is amazing. And the other thing that's really cool about that is that means that when you're looking at that big piece of ocean, and you think of this big flat sheet of water that just expands forever. Well, it's not even flat. It's like completely curved. Yeah. And so even 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 a mile away, it's Curved by eight inches just after a mile, so if, if you're uh, if you're if you're looking at the ocean and you're in the water and your eyes are eight inches above the water, then after a one mile, that's all you can see. You're only seeing one mile ahead of you on the water.
0: Does that work too? If, if you say if you're six feet tall,
1: if you're six feet tall, you're seeing just over three miles. Does it
0: affect you if you're also six feet wide, like? Jordan? If you're six
1: feet wide, you're seeing. <laughs> You know, and I know this is hard to believe, but you're actually still seeing the exact same distance. So, so. if you're
0: six feet tall and six feet wide, that's what you you see the same. Yes, it's as the same. a six foot it person, is the same. Okay, as a six six feet Sorry wide. Sorry about and that. Six I just wide. wanted. To, I, this is science. I'm just trying yeah. to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so even and then even if you were standing on top of Mount Everest, you could see, and you were looking down at the, at the horizon, you would see be seeing if you had perfect vision, there was no. Uh, Bad weather, high, good visibility. Right. You would be seeing two hundred and thirty miles, which is interesting. You know, when you when you look out over the ocean or whatever, you really do feel like you're seeing forever, but you're really only seeing just a few miles. So that's all. So I've the got. higher up you go, the farther you can see.
0: Yeah, the higher you up. You're what? saying on Mount on Mount Everest, you can see almost two hundred
1: thirty miles. Two
0: hundred thirty miles. Right. But if you're standing at sea level looking out the ocean. But it only feels it the same the to you either way, either place, right? You go, oh, man, I'm on Mount Everest. I can, Oh, man, it feels like I can see forever. I'm at the ocean. I feel it feels like, like I can see, can see forever.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, but the, the difference would be, yes, exactly. That's a good point. It, it feels the same, really. You So yeah. I can see as far as I can see. And you feel like the limit might be your vision. Or the limit might be just some other thing, but the limit is literally the curvature of the Earth that prevents you from seeing farther. So if you're a jogger, let's say, and you're running in flat lands of uh, uh, Indiana, you you look out. You, go, I'm going to run four. I'm going to run eight miles. I'm gonna run four miles there and four miles back. What you're looking at, you can't even. You're you're running so far that you're running past what you could even see based just on the curvature of the Earth. Wow. Pretty cool. That's pretty neat, Matt. And I that's not it. controversial. No, I think almost a- all Christians agree with that. There's very there's a few Christian sects that don't still agree that the earth is round, but for the most part, we all agree on that. So no controversy. So yeah. that's great, guys. Just that's don't awesome. teach it in our schools. We're not going <laughs> to teach that in schools, just in case it could contradict yeah. something. But yeah,
3: and that's science with Matt. So the uh, the beach that we're at right now is Folly Beach, and uh, there's this lady that. Years and years ago, she, in in like a prayer circle, and she's never going to hear this podcast, and most, I don't think anyone even knows who she is, but you know what? Uh, Her name is Jill Stevens. Go ahead. <laughs> she used to say, in Lord Folly Beach, the people at Folly Beach, the devil has cursed them with the name Folly. It is a fallen people. It's folly, and Lord, we pray against it. And so uh, a dude that was in that same group who's just way more balanced, he's just like, uh, you know, uh, I kind of Googled where folly got its name, and it's for the foliage there. It has nothing to do with uh, Satan and his uh, curses and everything. But does that really get under y'all's skin when people go that route as just super spiritualizing, taking a name of something? I mean, she literally said, "Folly Beach has its name because of the horrible people that are around here and what they're doing with their lives." Yeah, I was
0: actually at McDonald's the other day and I got a a combo, yeah. And the fries. When I started, the fries. A, a Christian guy came up to me and he was like, "Hey, oh, fries, just like you're going to fry in hell, you piece <laughs> of shit." That's yeah. what he told me. He told me that. Yeah, and that's what that's true. and. But here's the thing: it had Monopoly pieces on it, and I actually won another fry. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah, because the McDonald's fries, I don't know if you know this or not, Joey, but they they
1: are designed to symbolize frying in hell. That's what they're for.
0: The arches, the golden arches, you walk under the arches to go to hell, and the fries are are the actual flames of hell.
1: So you guys are into this. I actually think Ronald McDonald himself is an archetype of Satan himself.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I mean, the, so I actually I more
1: aligned with that lady. Yeah, Do you so. remember Grimace?
0: I'm with the lady.
1: Oh, Grimace is Beelzebub
3: himself.
0: Yeah. What about the Hamburglar?
1: <laughs> the Hamburglar represents. Who's the, the
0: little girl? Was she a duck?
3: The one with Bale. The, right? <laughs> Hamburglar's Hamburglar <laughs> Yeah, the uh,
1: yeah the the girl in the McDonald's thing is Jezebel. Yeah, it's all it's it's all satanic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're gonna have Mike from Devilish Pride on here in a little bit but before that we're going to talk as we always do i know you guys know this and yes they are a sponsor x3 watch is a sponsor of this podcast and we always talk about it but it, it's a big
3: deal it's uh it's, and it's appropriate because if you look at a picture of mike you want to see more of his body because he is very nice looking so go beautiful ahead man
1: and so uh i wanted to i wanted to take just a minute here as we get into this time right now something's been irritating me bugging me It's happened to Joey before. It's happened to me this daggum week. But we're out on the road right now, and I have been in the bad zone. I looked at some bad Uh, stuff.
0: uh, What's bad zone mean? I'm in
1: the bad zone. I've done some inappropriate Things
0: inappropriate and bad zone. I, there Didn't was some really indiscretions,
1: and I would appreciate if you could <laughs> more respect my privacy on it.
0: <laughs> I don't want <laughs> you know. I don't want to damn well respect your privacy because it doesn't mean I'm anything. just saying
1: there may have a been bat, indiscretion, a and bad I, zone. I would like lo- like my privacy respected. I want to honor. He's looked at myself. naked pictures. Of a, have
0: you? Are you saying you looked at a a boob?
1: I definitely looked at a boob, at least a boob the other night. A
0: raw boob, raw. And okay. And you're saying that you don't want to do that, but you I did, did it. it. Yeah, you did it, but you are regretting it. Yes, yes. So you right. could
1: say, did you want to? Well, clearly I did because I did it. All right. So I can't argue that I didn't want yeah, to. You I do. I did, you want to, but you but don't I do want regret to. Regret it. I would say that. Yeah, and sure. you also
3: deep down inside, you don't want to. Yeah, I saw also more than just a
1: boob. I saw. You a see vagina. a vagina. I saw a vagina. You see a butt saw a butt and a, w- and a wiener. You saw a wiener, <laughs> I'm too? To I'm, 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 not know, know, I'm not trying to minimize this. I'm being honest. I've uh, not told you guys I know. I know. I'm not trying to minimize it. But, yeah, I did. I, I got uh, I got messed up, and I, I clicked through and just let you guys know in real well, let time. let me ask here. you
3: this, especially because of me having a recent confession along the same lines. Like, when you were toying with the idea or embarking on it, were you thinking, I'm going to have to talk about this, but um, it's kinda, worth it because yeah, I really want yeah, I wanna... guess
1: right in the middle of it I did. And this is what's crazy. I, I don't mean this to sound like I'm making light. I, I realize as we're saying this that maybe this is even entertaining or somebody's going to think I'm making light of this or it's okay. We always do it. I, I just don't know what else to do. It, it bothered me. I did it, and then I continued to do it a little bit longer that same night. And so – it's been bugging me ever since it's about six days ago, yeah. and it's been bugging me. So I, I, I didn't. I don't know. It's been. I, I'm not proud of it whatsoever. So I hope people don't think I'm making light of it. But this is just. The, this is the avenue I'm choosing to reveal it. So whatever. Well, whatever I it think. Means, I, I think the reason I feel bad th- about it. Yeah, the
0: reason why we work with uh, X Church and X3 Watch um, is because of this. And the the thing what we're saying is. We fully believe, I believe uh, in the daylight and the sun, in the sunshine around my friends that pornography isn't good. It is right. not good for my marriage. Right. It is not good for my health. And we or believe for that's my universal. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. believe that's a I, I Christian thing. The reason why that happens because you, you are alone. Even if you're on the bus with a bunch of dudes, you can be alone in a group of people and looking at pornography or whatever. And I think that's the thing that's so awesome. Um, about X3 Watch is that it does keep you in community. Uh, I, I think the, the biggest, I mean, I'm not going to try to over-spiritualize this, but I believe in an, an enemy, in Satan. And I think the biggest goal would be to get us alone. The, the, the first thing that God said was not good in the Bible is that Adam was alone. And from that, the number one thing I get is whenever we're alone is when some creepy things start happening, we uh, can convince ourselves of some really scary shit. And so, uh, and, and talk ourselves into doing some really stupid shit as well. And so, the thing that uh, always means the most is community, being in a relationship with each other, having somebody that you can be accountable to, to say, "Hey, man, I don't want to be this way. I want to be a good person. I want to honor my wife. I want to honor my God. I want to do all these things." And so, that's what's so cool uh, about having X3 Watch uh, software is that it does help you to do that, for sure.
3: Yeah, I uh, I took an interview today of someone that was asking questions about our approach to this subject matter, and the last thing she said about it, she's just like, "Well, definitely seems like you guys aren't alone with this struggle." And I really believe what I told her after this, and I almost felt bad saying it because I didn't want it to seem like we were putting ourselves on a pedestal. I was like, "Yeah, but we're we are alone in the fact that we're we've got the audience that we have, and we're talking about it." At its current state, as far as uh, struggling with it now, and I really do believe that. I, like, I could lie and say, "Oh no, no, no." Well, I'm sure there's a lot of it, but as far as I
1: agree with, you. there's not a lot of people that have the whatever audience it is that we have that are saying the words "boobs," "vagina," "butt," wiener. You know, and maybe that sounds silly, but that's the kind of that's the stuff we're talking about and talking about it specifically.
3: Well, what I'm saying is, there's not too many people that would currently talk. About their struggles now Well it's because right. It's always they can't. back then yeah, right. It's because they can't right.
0: Because nobody wants To hear this stuff Nobody wants to hear That Jesus is Lord That you've been saved That you you are being redeemed And also you are Struggling with sin Nobody wants to hear that. It's way easier to go, Oh, man, there's no good Jesus audience for that. Redeemed yeah. me, not as redeeming me. Because that doesn't seem as strong or as powerful as powerful. Or it's not that but, promising yeah. for
1: you to say, Well, so what am I supposed to believe what this stupid guy believes? And then what, I'll be where he is? Well that's you know Yeah you want, you just want a hero. Yeah.
0: So Matt, I know that was hard to say. Yeah. And yeah. I know you don't you don't want to say that stuff and and none of us do
1: i just i just i i know that this is the way i look at it and this is why i think x3 watch is good i have to do it i put myself in this position and i do that on purpose because now i have to now it doesn't have a grip on me and i feel better already even right now and so that that's going to be more powerful than than me keeping the secret is just going to lead to more of the same behavior. So. so X3 Watch, what it is, is software that we have on our mobile devices, our computers, and all of our all of our stuff, all our internet browsers and everything. And what it does is it monitors our viewing habits and it messages, we, we have it set up so it messages Toby, Joey, or I when we look at inappropriate material. And it even blocks, you know, if you go to inappropriate websites, it can block it. And so X3 Watch is a really good tool you can get it at x3watch.com forward slash bad christian, and you can get it even for half off. There's a free version, but if you want the full version, you can get it half off just by going to x3watch.com forward slash bad christian, and it helps us to stay accountable and to not browse the internet alone and not be alone when we're
3: by ourselves on our computer. And and our on our motto today is your penis wants to do it, but you don't want to, so That's you
0: right. need x3watch. That's it's right. you against your penis. Yeah. You are the and also you against your vagina.
3: (laughs) You always call me out on that.
0: You're right, man. I'm sorry. I'm a dude. I don't Vaginas b- like looking at <laughs> pornography, too. <laughs> Joey, I don't know what kind of jerk Whether you are. Whether
1: you're a man or a woman and you want to monitor or take seriously the the, the way you consume and browse the internet, yep. then X3 Watch is a very good I tool did want to tell food. you. I just
0: checked my email, Matt, and I did see the X3 Watch came through, and it showed that you went to MassiveJohnson.org. <laughs> it
1: was massivejohnson. MassiveJohnson.org. MassiveJohnson.org, <laughs>
0: right. which I didn't know existed. <laughs> no, I know.
1: So, I thought the dot .org wouldn't be. Yeah, catch up. Yeah, on the, the dot org the software, but they it, got it. It's still
0: called it the still dot org. It it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back in just in a minute with Mike from the Devil Wears Prada. Hey guys, this is Matt, and I want to take a second to tell you about Cero Guitars. Cero guitars are handmade, custom guitars that Emery is using to do our record right now. I'm using a couple of them on our album. You Were Never Alone. I've got two guitars that Lewis at Cero has made for me. Um, there's one that's like a telly and one that's more of a Les Paul kind of thing. So he can really build anything. I love the stuff that he does. It's hand built right in the United States. A fantastic guitar builder. Um, they're really easy to play. They stand out in the way they sound. Um, totally amazing. I strongly suggest you check them out. They're Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find it all at Ceroguitars.net. S C E R O guitars.net. I'll be playing them on tour. Um, they also even have a payment plan if you're interested and you want to play guitars like I do. Um, these are my favorite ones. Check them out, seroguitars.net.
3: Hey, this is Matt from The Classic Crime here to remind you that the exclusive BC Music pre-order for our new record starts this week.
0: You can grab the link for that on the Bad Christian Facebook page. If you missed our Kickstarter but you still prefer your CDs signed and your t-shirts exclusive, this is the pre-order for you. Our record, What Was Done, Volume 1, comes out
3: October 28th.
2: Yeehaw! Bring it
1: And we're back! All right. Yes, we are. Bam! So we've got Mike from Devil Wears Prada on the program today. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Very good. So you got a little bit of time to talk to us today, huh?
2: I do, yeah. Cool. Hey,
3: Mike, what, what, what? Mike, ah, 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 ah. my turn. Mike, this is Joey and
0: This is gonna be the boringest question you answer. <laughs> what is your bucket. favorite
3: Devil Wears Prada song? No, I'm just kidding. Um you are you are officially the most popular Instagram picture on our Instagram FYI. So yeah. Unbelievable. Honor. It's the one really.
0: with your shirt off. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Hey, uh, Matt strategically did not uh, say your last name because I don't oh, know, if you know how to say it. Oh, come on. Don't accuse right. me of that. I don't think any, we, in, any of us know how to say it the, <laughs> the right way. So uh, I'm sure you got that in, in elementary school and high school and middle school when you were growing up. How do you say your last name? Haranica. Uh, Haranica.
2: Yeah. Like
0: how do the kids make fun of you with that name? <laughs> did they, what do they call you? The tarantula? <laughs> oh that's a good one uh this I one kid be... that
2: kind of bullied me called me uh, <laughs> in a harana which in in and of itself is more embarrassing for him than than for me obviously <laughs> totally so d- i don't mind
1: haranica the tarantula would have been a good one i'd like that
0: i know that actually been kind of a cool tattoo even
2: uh, I've, so- I've heard harantula before harantula <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, so uh you guys just got off you are uh, the lead screamer in DevWare's Prada and you guys just got off War Tour, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, how how did that go for you guys? Was because this is like how many times have you guys played it?
2: This was our fourth time. Wow. Um and yeah, each time we've done it, we've done it the, the full summer every date. Wow. Which uh included this year as well. So I think we're kinda getting towards or vet status i suppose how
0: has it changed since you guys started like four years ago is it a lot different than it is now
2: yeah i think so i mean like i hate to say that they, they phased out some of the the more punk bands and you know i remember when we first started doing it there was there was more bands like uh bad religion and such these days i mean listen jake was on it this year and like bowling for soup and whatnot but i think it it it's starting to to curve a little bit more towards the younger bands. Our favorite thing about
1: Warp Tour, and we only did it a couple of years, and it was it was really fun. I'm sure we got tired of it after four <laughs> years or more. But the 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 most fun thing about it for us was being old as we are and stuff to get up early and get on stage and be off stage in the early afternoon and have the whole afternoon and evening to chill and go to the barbecue and hang out and party with people. That was definitely our favorite. Yeah, Warped definitely. On.
2: It's uh, we. Year to year, it seems like we kind of get niched into a certain time group. And you can always notice it with other bands as well, as far as like usually who's opening, usually closing. And we ended up like right in the between 1 and 4 p.m. time period this year, which is, yeah, for sure, definitely good. And it kind of sucks waiting around all day if you end up closing all the time, which seemed to happen more often uh, when we last did it in 2011 yeah, yeah I know. it's we awesome
0: playing it. early it just, it just you know reiterates that we are old men like we love, <laughs> we love i love being done with work at like three or four then i just walk around check things out maybe go back to the bus have a drink relax i mean i just felt like that was just the greatest way to tour like if you could be done at three in the afternoon we did a, uh what's the name of that uh skate skate store matt that we did a little short little tour with them. uh with, Zoomies tour. Oh, was yeah. Like that. Zoomies tour was the Same was like thing we yeah. show up, play. Uh, you know, they'd have like people skateboarding and all this stuff. And it was uh, in mall parking lots. <laughs> and, and nobody even knew who we were. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, but we loved it because we just show up, play it like two or three in the afternoon, then we were done. Then, then you're you got time to go to Applebee's happy hour. So it's like yeah, totally, definitely. totally great. Totally hey, great.
3: hey. So I get to ask awkward questions that Matt and Toby Biutch slap me for later. But is Emery one of your favorite bands? <laughs> oh
2: <God>. I <laughs> answer, I definitely spent some no. time with Emery when I was younger. But when we uh, actually around when we we toured together in uh, late 2007, I think yeah. Yep, long time ago. feels hey, I feel so, like I'm getting old.
0: Yeah, that was with uh, um, who was it? Uh, Chiodos, Chiodos, right? Scaring kids, scaring kids, and you guys were on it. And that was When did you guys? When did your band start? because you guys were blowing uh, up then.
2: Yeah, two thousand five. That was uh, that was just after Chris and I, our guitars. We both graduated in two thousand seven from high school, and we'd already started kind of touring and whatnot. But we wanted to finish uh, high school. So that, that was like one of – I think that was actually our first proper, like, A-market, House of Blues type of Wow.
1: Album. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being that way. So you 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 were in high I school was, then? I just
2: got out, yeah.
1: Gosh, that's awesome. My goodness. Good Lord. I mean, we
2: were, we were 30. <laughs> I mean, yeah, had kid. I had Bills, responsibilities, damn <laughs> <I mean, laughs>
0: mortgage. That's insane. You hey, were, mo- so you were, what, 18?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah
0: so you're what you're that means you're only what 24 now
2: is that right i'm 25 yeah good god you're still a kid most
3: of our (laughs) most of our guests are not avid listeners of bad christian but we know that that you listen a little bit here and there what what do you like about bad christian like why um, can
0: we finish talking about the tour that we were on together Joey, that, again, again,
3: that is the dumb, dumbest yeah. question that you always want
0: to Please ask. So we're going
1: to ignore that one. Back to touring with Chiodos. Here's what I wanted to ask you about. That Mike is, do you remember on that tour that uh, Scary Kids and I think it was just Scary Kids and Chiodos were kind of having beef back and forth. I do. do you We've. That? Uh,
2: I forget why. I I just reheard the story. Chris was telling someone.
1: I was trying to remember it too, so I was wondering if you could help me, but this is the part about it that I remember was that uh – (laughs) <laughs> they Chiodos had those uh boxes on the stage that they would yeah, stand the on risers. and they you know they those things are called ego risers right and so they would put them up and leave them all night and then they got mad at the uh, opening bands scary kids us and y'all for for maybe standing on them or using them or something like that and so but they didn't want to strike them before we would play so they put a st- I think it was at House of Blues somewhere they put up a a sign that said ego risers are for Chiotos only and Puyan uh, just took out the risers part. And so it had this big sign that said, Egos are from Chiodos. Oh,
2: that, that is exactly how I remember it, yes.
1: What? What? It, but wasn't there more stuff to it than that? Like, what was it before that that made well, them? They were the already at I odds. I can't
2: remember
0: I, I that think part that of it. There was also some girl issues because I think that some guys from Chiodos that had uh, maybe hooked up with some ladies and then those, and maybe were done with them and then uh or vice versa and then i think that those ladies would show up and hang out with scary kids and then chiotas might not have wanted them to be around i don't know if they were like like oh craig, yeah that is what it some was ladies that craig had known or something and this is all uh what is it, what's the word i, I uh, allegedly allegedly <laughs> i want to say allegedly i don't want to be <laughs> malicious against this guy but uh what was really funny too is everybody was nice to us like we i felt like it's always really crazy like i There was like zero beef. Like sometimes the Chiodas guys would say they didn't like the Scare Kids or the Scare Kids guy would say they didn't like them, but we were kind of in the middle just hanging out with everybody. So, (laughs) What do you expect the 22-year-olds to say to the
1: 220-pound bearded man (laughs) that's 35 years old? What do you expect them to say?
0: Nobody gets mad at the dad from Wonder Years. (laughs) I I never thought about that. Now that's hilarious thinking back, Mike. Mike. You were 18 and yeah, and you're hanging out with a 30 year old dude. And you're probably like, man, this is what tour, this is your first Bay market tour. You're like, this is what tour is like. Well, I guess you just have to have beef with somebody. And there's, there's old men who have like been gay on their old. back because they can't hardly rock out anymore. <laughs> hey, so, to-
3: so Toby says something on stage and Mike makes the roll your eyes at your parents
0: sort of look like <laughs> the, the funniest thing I remember about that tour that I loved is that, uh, and I think I'm right, uh, your original keyboard player was James, right?
2: correct yeah
0: yeah and uh and he would come on the bus and he was i remember james would always talk i I think he even did he's not in the band anymore right because he got married he left and got married
2: uh yeah we parted ways a couple years ago
0: yeah um so he would always talk about girls and stuff he was kind of that emotional kind of heartbreak heartbroken (laughs) kind of emo kid and so he would always hang out with us but uh so we (laughs) i don't even know if you remember this mike but we it was at uh, the Great Salt Air in Salt Lake City, you know, uh, out there. And um, we uh, we pranked him by we put tape under all his keyboard keys. So we, we did, like, five. And then, like, the next octave up, we did the same five. So <laughs> when he went to play his, like, one note, you know, he'd only play, like, one or two notes. Like, five or six keys would just all go down at the same time. So as soon as he realized it, like, you started the song, and then the keys were supposed to come out, and it just goes, <laughs> <laughs> he just, he started panicking and he didn't know what to do. So he like tried to go up to the next octave, but then the exact exact same thing happened again. So it was really hilarious. And then, it, then obviously we were all sitting there dying laughing, but. You know,
2: yeah. I, you guys, there's no way you guys ever heard about this, but I, I actually kind of feel like I, sh- I should place a little blame right now. We, I remember that. And, uh, I guess it was, must've been just about a year later. I think I don't remember but we were out with Under Oath opening a, an Under Oath tour we were like second of four or something it was us then Seuss and then Under Oath and we uh, I forget the name of the room it closed down but it's in Kansas City and uh, um, it was just really like tight set up like we're about to go on stage and you know everyone else there's other backline around and um, Chris Dudley Under Oath he, he, his keys are like sitting right there and James is, like oh I'm going to tape the keys down exactly like what you guys did to james and we're all like dude i don't think that's a good idea like and this was the middle of the tour as well like like, oh someone's pranking me you know it was the middle of the tour like dude this isn't a good idea and he just does it anyway we play our show or whatever and later on in the night like i you know we finish i go out and eat or whatever and i'm on the bus and james is in the back lounge i'm like hey how did that prank go <laughs> for Thunderbolt, for he's like, oh, dude, I totally forgot about it. So he dashes oh into gosh. the venue, and I guess when it happened. Chris had no, idea. Chris Underwood had no idea what was happening and he started punching his keyboard <laughs> and supposedly he broke his hand and we were going to be kicked off the tour. And we're all just like looking at James, like you freaking idiot. Like, So that, that was, that's, that was,
1: did y'all smooth it over or blame well, it on, I on I us like or what? I should. It's, it's all
2: your guys' fault.
0: It's <laughs> hilarious. Like older brothers just, <laughs>
1: Yeah, you definitely should do it to bands that play before yeah, well, you, not after right. you in you general. Know, This would we'll be is, a good rule logic. for that. <laughs> <laughs> the, little, the new guys that are, that are 18 years old and they're just now blowing up, yeah, that's who right. you can do the pranks on, yeah.
0: not the headliner. I couldn't <laughs> agree more. Those under-up guys, they don't take pranking that well anyway. We we did a little bit of prank to them one time. All we did was we are out in, where was it, McCann, Texas, Matt? McAllen, sorry, McAllen. I, yeah. I always call it McCann. Uh, McAllen, Texas, and uh, they were on stage, and we were like, "Oh, okay, we'll just uh, we're gonna go put some balloons." Their their tour manager was having a bad day, and we're like, "We'll just go put some balloons and and like make their bus kind of a little party." And they came in, and they were they like. They did not think it was partying. They were like pissed. They came over our bus like, like I think Aaron got mad. He blamed uh, August Burns Red. <laughs> it's like y'all don't come on our bus. You don't ever do this. And they were like it was Emery, and we were just like, and I, and I just got so mad. I remember just going, it was balloons. I mean, it wasn't like dead fish or rats or. Anything. I was like, it was just balloons. Are we talking about balloons?
1: They were having a rough day, though, so they just took it wrong, I guess. Like, they were having all a rough day, and and their tour manager, Brent, was having a rough day, so we thought that would be kind of cheer them up a little bit, just like a very, very innocuous prank, but they just saw it as I don't know what they were already frustrated. I guess they were fighting, it was under oath, was fighting with him, so they did, they just made everybody more uncomfortable or something. But we were just trying to lighten the, lighten yeah, the mood. That, yeah. that, was,
0: that was the same show with Aaron <laughs> Gillespie, he had to go to the hospital because he had like some kind of thumb infection or something like that. And all, it was all kinds of crazy, but it was just balloons. I mean. So, if y'all ever had a
3: prank on you guys, uh, Matt and Toby, that y'all were actually legitimately upset about? Somebody ever. <sighs>
0: There's one on YouTube that, like, where uh, we were with uh, from first to last, and they came out and they dumped uh, flour everywhere. Good. Yeah, all gosh. over the place. And then the sound guy was really mad. He's really, really cool. His name's Claude. Y'all ever Claude? Yeah. He's, he's like, he just, oh, man, he says the worst things. And he he's just, he probably has Asperger's or something. I like love that you Oh, he
2: Claude in uh, Sacramento? Yeah, yeah. You know him in oh, the, no. the boardwalk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Claude from the boardwalk. Hey, Mike, tell him about Claude. Claude what's he like? is.
1: He's kind of a legend in the sound, man. The,
2: the first thing I think of when I think of Claude is the word sea hair, the phrase yeah, no. sea hair. So every like, he would also, like, we used to say play there all the time. <laughs> and I rem- he would, like, as you're sound checking, he would, like, get on the talkback and tell you to adjust things. Like, I remember yeah. playing there with uh, A Day to Remember once when Tom was still in the band. he's like, hey, uh, take, like, the mids down on your amp, like, just to see here, just to see here and all this. And no one would do it. You just go to the knob and pretend you're doing it and be like, oh, that's better.
1: He'd say, tighten up the lug on yeah, your floor, This
0: yeah. That is so <laughs> filthy. I mean, it's just terrible.
2: See, I also remember he. Uh, there were times where, in that, that room was, you know, crazy tiny. It was just super chaotic when you'd play there. And I remember times we'd be playing songs, and he'd get, in the middle of the song, get on talkback and be like, hey, you're out of tune, you're out of tune, and all this, like yelling at our <laughs> guitarist.
1: <laughs> He's kind of an OCD guy. He's a real character. He's great, though. He's a lot of fun, to to be there so mike i wanted to ask you uh you know uh, something that is interesting to me and you guys are just one i would say just one generation behind us and you guys really as a band pretty much i think nailed that the whole that whole setup of having multiple members and orchestration and keyboards and different kinds of vocals and putting songs together it was really neat to see from when we started doing that kind of thing to, you know, just kind of experimentally and trying stuff to you guys really came on the scene and nailed it. And then that's why you blew up so fast when you did right around 2007, I guess it was. I think you guys did a really good job of putting together the f- six piece. Yeah. Six piece, right? and thank you. Yeah. I think that's really, I yeah think how, how do cool. you
0: guys like, well, we were talking about James earlier and, and you guys parted ways. We parted ways with two members now, well, three with Devin, but Devin was, uh the i guess some of them were amicable some of them weren't um but um how do you guys get along still on the road have you lost other members since james as well or have you got you guys gone through some lineup changes
2: no we haven't um we uh when we started the band it was james dan and chris and then i joined and we played like two shows three shows or something with like a fill-in basis and whatnot and then uh, Jeremy heard about us and joined the band and he brought along Andy. And uh, the only thing that's ever happened was, um, I guess it was early 2012. Early 2012, I believe, was when we parted ways with James and it was just like a a, a really severe, um, I don't know, it, 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 like we just really weren't on the same page at all between even in the writing process and, and what we were doing um, people say that you know uh, Prada got much darker around uh, when we did Dead Throne in 2011 with uh, Adam D. Um, and I, 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 as we were going about writing those, it didn't feel like we we were on the same page with James and all, and, and that also kind of transpired to other areas as well. Um, he got married. He was uh, he's always always on his own, and uh, I, I mean you guys have to know as far as touring when there's like that one miserable dude, it, it's just like. I don't know, it, it just spoils everything, and it makes it so hard for, for everybody to get along. And it felt like the best course of action was you know, to, to part ways. Um, and since then, we, we've just been working with this dude, John, who plays keys for us. And he wrote uh, with us and did all the keys for our newest record, uh, 818. Um, his brother's been drum tagging for us for years and years, which is how we knew John. And then John just kind of naturally joined the band, and he actually even filled in on a tour when James was still in the band because James was on this honeymoon, um, so like that that transition really couldn't have been easier. And, and John's like a super super cool dude and uh, um, really actually on the same page when it comes to songwriting and, and getting along on tour and, and whatnot.
0: Yeah, we're 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 kind of going through that That's even great. right now. We're we're starting to do the Bad Christian podcast like on the road in living rooms and stuff like that. And you know Matt and I are just so happy and having a great time. And then there's Joey. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you're right, man. You said it's it. You know, you know that one guy that just sucks the energy <laughs> out of everything you <laughs>
1: Mike, let me take you down a little bit of the life cycle. Let's go down this road with the life cycle of a Christian band. So uh, we'll use you guys as an example. I will, so when you guys first st- started and were on that tour with us, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe y'all were in the general category that we, we talk about on the show a lot of bands who were uh, super serious about Christian, about being a Christian band, um, probably doing Bible studies, and no drinking rule on tour. Is that when you guys started? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um I mean, we're also so young, none of us drink anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so how did that
1: go for you? Like now, now like cause when we first met and talked to you, it was, you know, eight years ago. And so we haven't hung out much since. So I want to know what that part of the, the, not necessarily just drinking or Bible studies, but what's that been like starting as a Christian band um, with the big ideals and through all the stuff you've gone through, personal stuff, some conflict, losing members, and being around for eight years and just being on the road, how's that, uh, tell us a little bit about that, how that's changed.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, just getting older and, and those life changes happen um, in, in more direct correspondence to, to Christianity. I mean, we're all still the same, we're still a Christian band, we still say things, Um but you know, even a couple years ago, there was a time when people were upset with us and didn't feel like we were forward enough, or we used to be more Christian, or you know, the the message was more.
1: Yeah, what's your po- what's your perspective on that? What did you do that? What did you start doing that was less Christian, or how? Why did people I think one of
2: the the big bumps was uh, I forget when it came out. Actually, I think it was 2010. But we, we put out a, a a we called it the Zombie EP. And it was just five more uh, straightforward heavy songs, not uh, the most uh, intellectual collection of music, but just really just blatant heavy metal songs. And every it was just about zombies and just like a, a zombie apocalypse. And it was just really fun. It, it was it was cool for for me to exercise something fictionally in lyrics, and and Chris really likes building songs off of like of specific imagery and when we did that a lot of people and even still people have like these uh conspiracy theory type things that it's all just like a metaphor for just like some sort of gospel metaphor (laughs) when it really isn't it's it's Mm -hmm. just as as dumb as it sounds it's just songs about zombies um (laughs)
1: And so people had a hard time with that, or thought that was a waste of your talent or art when you should be doing something I about the so. gospel. I
2: think I think that might be one way to describe it. We never understood because we we have we we see ourselves as just so totally ordinary, and and you know that's how we are for touring. You know, it's it there. Everyone always expects you know oh you're like you're a Christian band. How is that when you know we toured with Slayer and <laughs> Slipknot last summer or, or or two summers ago and things like that? It's like. Well, it really isn't like we, you know, we sit around drinking beer all the same and play music like, you know, it's perfectly common to us. And uh, I think around the zombie EP is was that kind of tough shift for us when when people were starting to kind of confront us and call us out. And since I don't really look at the Internet, so maybe they're still doing it. And I just turned a deaf ear.
0: Are you guys all still pretty much Christians, or some has some dudes changed their minds about it, or or how how are you guys as a band?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think certain things have changed w- with some guys, and it's you know it's apathetic, and that's totally our fault. I think we we kind of dance around it sometimes, and we don't hold each other as accountable as we should. But I think that also comes in that that rough gray area is as far as different ideas on morality or, or what's right and what's wrong. Um, and I know I, I've changed a lot and I, you know, I'm, I watch myself make mistakes and sin and, and do stupid things. Um, and I, I just tried, I think on, on the road, it, it's always for me, a, a, a very serious matter of keeping myself accountable and, and anymore. And I've been living in Chicago for a little over five years now. And um, I, I really came in in touch with the a local church that, has meant a lot to me, and and really done great things for my faith. And uh, that that's kind of the rough thing these days is, is just losing that whole sense of community that I've been able to establish here, which I never felt as a kid. I never felt at home in Ohio and where I mostly grew up and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think those are those are just not to be on this huge horrible tangent, but those are some of the factors that that kind of come into the picture with um, with touring and being a Christian and and being in a Christian band, still being in a Christian band with Christian dudes.
0: Yeah, I think that people uh, don't realize that you are you regardless of the band. So even if the band would have never blown up or you never would have joined the band and you were just working at it as an accountant in Chicago or something, you would still be tempted in mo- in the same ways. You're, you're made to be Mike. And, and so I think that a lot of people don't understand that. And the problem is they want to make you a hero. That's why they can't they can't believe that you'd want to do something just for fun like the zombie peeve. you know what i mean like yeah. it's so it's so strange i mean like like they really think like man you are letting us down or you are a hero you you know you you're supposed to write the music that's going to help me get through a bad breakup or get me closer to god or whatever and and i think that's the danger we have even even with past, pastors these days is that we want somebody to give us something so we don't have to work for it and then oh yeah that got me there okay cool man i got to be closer to god during that song or that message or you know Helped me get through a really bad time. I really needed it. Which, hey, to- hold on, Toby, Go you ahead. walked into my office today
3: and you said, "I need you to be my everything, Pastor." I did say that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay. Go ahead. Hey,
0: thanks for doing that. That was a great joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry. I was trying to make a good point. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just think I think that's the case, and so that's why it probably is frustrating sometimes when you try to do something because, man, we've gotten totally destroyed for doing things because you know like it, even the titles of our songs like some songs that we just wrote you know we just like a couple songs like one song we just called the party song and people were just like oh man why couldn't you just do it? what does that mean you know you guys are supporting drinking or man what did you do and why would you, you know and and sometimes we just want to do stuff for fun i mean we're goofball guys that like to have fun too every lyric or every moment doesn't have to be the most serious thing where it's epic you know god versus satan unbelievable (laughs) it can be you know oh yeah i'm I'm a dude that's just kind of here and that's why also i think people don't understand that you could hang out backstage with a band that doesn't believe in god you know or or, you know what i mean like that's why they think that because they go well you're you're going to be you know changed you're going to mess up mike you know you know you're going to mess up toby if you if you sit back there with them they're going to trick you and you're going to be down the wrong wrong road next week you're going to be uh, snorting coke off a dead hooker's butt or something like that you know what i mean like, What's wrong like with you? You? i'm serious people tell you the worst things in the world they say stuff like that you're you're evil you're horrible because you hung out with <laughs> a, dead, a band you go smoke a cigarette out of a dead hooker's butt well actually i no snort coke <laughs> dummy yeah dude no i actually stole that that was from uh there's a band a long time ago called the john wilkes kissing booth and we played this shows you how long we've been around i uh, think they, yeah, they, they, they were getting were, us they, for being they a Christian. It was band. Hilarious that we were a Christian band, and the show was at a sex museum.
2: <laughs>
0: Whoa! I'm not kidding. And there was a bike right near where we played. There was a bike, like an old school bike. Everything was normal on it, but the seat was a giant black dildo. I, I know, Whoa. It's, yeah, it was crazy. It was all the sex stuff. So we went on, and you know, and then the guy he he was just so fun. I wish I knew his name because he was hilarious. He probably thought we were really offended. He was just was oh man, crazy. what a yeah. front man. I mean, dude was so funny. <laughs> But he said uh, right when we came on, he's like, Oh, that Emory band, I've never seen them before. I, I heard they're Christians. It's kinda weird. Uh right before the stage, we were in the in the back alley and I saw the lead singer snorting coke off a of dead hooker's ass. <laughs> That's what he
2: said. Oh, wow. to, to
0: everybody. To everybody. I was like, Oh my
1: And then he was singing when he was singing songs, he would improvise and he made up lyrics yeah. <laughs> making fun of us and stuff. It was awesome. I, <laughs> we thought it was I great. mean it was
0: like really witty and brilliant. I, I, I wish I, I should look that, that I should yeah. Google
3: that band, but hey, so How are the guys in Slayer? Pretty cool. And they're like legendary.
2: Yeah, this was uh really the only one that I ever talked to was he was in I don't know, I don't think they even consider him in the band now, but uh Gary Holt who's okay. been filling in since uh well since even before uh, Jeff died. Um and he uh he plays in Exodus and he was on it was called the Mayhem tour which they still do and um he would like come by and watch us and whatnot. And I was like like goodness great like this is gary hold like yeah, he, was, awesome. he was super cool really nice i love slayer man i, I grew up listening to slayer
0: are are them and uh slipknot are they like the biggest bands you you guys have gotten the tour with or who who's like the coolest guys
2: yeah the that tour was as far as actually you know like being on tour um it, it had to be that one as far as those guys and uh, uh anthrax was on it um motorhead man that Definitely had to be awesome be, yeah so let me it, ask
3: Let me ask you three guys a question. A lot of, uh, I've talked to people in the hip-hop world, and even some of the kids that I taught that listen to it, and they said a lot of the gangster stuff is a front and it's just for image. Do you guys think that a lot of the satanic stuff is just a front and an image uh, for some of these bands?
0: I'll let Mike answer. Mike, how many goats did the bands
3: kill backstage? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like seriously, yeah, how many when goats I grew on up the as a kid, it's just like kill. you do you don't listen to Slayer. That's satanic. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, I, and I've even, I feel like I've read things about like Tom Mariah. I, I believe he's Catholic. Like, um, I know Carrie King is is very uh, anti God, anti religion. Um, but I, I think a lot of it is visual. I mean, it's not, and I don't mean to say that in like, I don't know, debunk what they do and, and to even say anything bad about those bands because i think they're freaking sick man they're awesome yeah, yeah um but uh i mean you know they're they're getting older than all of us um <laughs> they have kids i mean slipknot is still just like iowa dudes um i think a little bit of it is a front um and and i don't think that's a bad thing either i think that, right. that's cool that's the imagery of of that band and yeah just thinking about slipknot or slayer yeah, like, like iron you have maiden a, or something a big like, yeah. uh visual um presence like you just think of like you know rain and blood and and these different album covers and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh i think that's good for them and that's why they're so huge unless they write awesome songs
1: I, yeah it's not like it's not like other people I mean, you know it's it's first of all satan is real and the biggest danger of being of Satan getting you is not slayer. Right. <laughs> that's not how he, that's, that's not how he gets you. <laughs> no, I think most stuff you see, I mean, first of all, satanic and evil imagery is is pretty awesome. I mean, it's like it just is a cool thing, like skull and crossbones. Everybody likes that. Yeah, especially when you're young. When you're young so. that, yeah. that
0: stuff seems so tough and cool and scary, so yeah. you you kinda are drawn to it in a sense. I remember the first time I ever saw Guar, I was scared out of my mind. I I mean, and I just saw him on like a, I think it was like MTV late at night or something like that. And I was like, whoa. Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it probably was Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) And, And they were rocking out to it or whatever. And I was like, oh, wait. I guess they, you know, people actually, the music too, not just the image, and then you go, oh, and then you can, you know, get into it. But I'm certain a lot of it's just show, and that's good. I mean, yeah. I think I think it's good to put on a good you show. You know
3: what Joel Green asked me when he first met me? He was listening to like Zayo and, and stuff for the first time, and he, he, he was being super serious. He was just like, Joey, it's like, how do you reconcile being a Christian and listening to a band like Zayo? He said, because I've been to a Pantera concert, and he's just like, the things that go on at like a Pantera concert is just not Christian like at all and he knew Zayo was a it was a Christian band but that's someone like Joel who heard a style of music and just paired it to more of a satanic bent you know what i'm saying no, no one does. <laughs> this
0: is, this is,
3: <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I mean, what what Joey might be saying, Joey, correct me if I'm wrong here. Help him, You're saying help that, him, Matt. dear God, help him. I, I, let me see if this can help you Mike's out a little bit. trying to hang up now. The podcast is going way bad. <laughs> Joey, are you saying that basically, or that people like the 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 if Zayo is trying to. Obviously, that screaming and those breakdowns and stuff they do are intended to sound as tough as possible yeah. and could even be described as evil-sounding. So what's the difference in using an evil-sounding scream and an evil-looking cover for your album artwork what is the difference there because that's clearly the intent is to be tough mean evil as possible with the aesthetic of the music even right yeah
3: yeah and i think this is this is when we first met joel he had never been even exposed to christian music that was heavy in the least and so it just was a confusing thing altogether for I, I, him.
0: I, I for sure when i heard first heard screaming music i thought oh man that's, it's got to be evil yeah. I, I never what 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 was the first screaming you got into mike <laughs>
2: uh walls was was up there (laughs) yeah um i uh i think it was thrice i think uh when i was a kid i I still like doing it but i've always really liked uh bmx and i remember having bmx dvds and uh one part had uh phoenix ignition by thrice which has like this Mm -hmm. kind of punky thrash part with screamy over it and i remember hearing it being like whoa i want it yeah that's awesome (laughs) i like that too
1: That's cool. So, being as young as you were, yeah, you were hearing all this kind of, all that kind of stuff as as a really young kid. Did you start screaming when you were really young? Like, how old were you when you tried to do screaming as an art form?
2: I mean, I had, I guess, I was like fourteen or fifteen. I remember uh, my buddies and I would go. uh, We went to a a youth group together, and then we'd we'd either just drive around really late, or we'd go to shows. Did you guys ever play uh, Gathering Grounds in Dayton? Mm-mm. Okay, it, Don't or, think so. it's uh we little tiny Christian venue with like all of like the the Ohio Christian metalcore type bands were playing, and I, it was really inspiring for me. And we would just go to those shows, like any you know kid kind of getting into the hardcore scene or whatever. And then we just drive around like screaming, playing songs really loud, and I would just scream to them. And then um, I joined like kind of a, a joke band with Chris from Prada, and then they asked me to join like accidentally it was kind of weird and then <laughs> I'm 25 now and I'm still screaming as I was t- <laughs> I, I mean that's an insane in the insane thing that, that
1: somebody can come up and scream along with music just be cutting up in the car and then it literally become their profession yeah you know what I mean and do it and then even more than a profession an actual art form that's respected because at some point you must realize that you have a talent for it to do that because i'm sure i don't know if it was all your friends lost their voices and you didn't or what it is but uh you have a really good scream what do what do you tell people when they ask you about how to maintain it and uh sound good not lose your voice and all that i'm sure you get that question a lot but i'm curious
2: uh it's all for me it's just been trying to not try to just tame it off stage and uh late night bus parties with uh excessive alcohol try not to lose my mind, you know, when we're, we're just listening, doing practically doing the same thing we were doing 10 years ago. Um, and you know, just listening to music and singing and whatnot, I've, I've definitely taken it too far before and I'll blow it out in, in those regards or, you know, going to a bar after a show and doing the same thing. Um, but otherwise like vitamin C has always been a, a, a big thing for me. And I take uh just like standard, you know, target bot vitamin C every day. And, and that's, it's helped me a lot to prevent uh, infections because obviously when uh, your throat gets a, a bit raw, mm-hmm. um, I, I back early, early even before you know, two thousand and seven before we toured together, um, I, I had gotten like sick, sick from the the exposure and the vulnerability of my voice and since then. You know, I
1: never thought about that. Pause on that a second. So I've, I've thought the same thing before is that you can get sick after you've been screaming. I start, I've i done that before on the first few nights of tour where my voice feels real sore tired, and then I feel like I'm going to get, you know, you might get, and people always get sick on tour. Do you think that's part of it? Your vo- voice is actually raw from, like, it's more exposed, and then so germs actually enter your system through your raw vocal cords or something?
2: I think so. Infection? I th- I'm I mean, and I'm the, the least... <laughs> medical medically qualified <laughs> person you're ever going to speak to um another thing that I, i've i've come to realize that it it's just so so mental um to to even where there's days where i'm like i my voice isn't working i don't know how i'm gonna play and then a lot of the times honestly just a couple beers will will do it for me and then i just forget about it and i don't overthink it and then i'm good It it's just there's so many methods of, uh, mentally tricking yourself in, in, in placebo. Um, and I, have definitely become more aware of that.
1: Yeah. So obviously getting drunk before the show is the best thing you can do. <laughs> right? it, it
0: sometimes it, it really does help. Well, I, we, I, we're definitely there too. I, 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 feel like before the show, having, ha, having a beer or something like that and hanging, hanging out, having a, a couple beers for sure, uh, just relaxes you our, our drummer dave said if he if he didn't uh have a beer or two or, or drink before a show i should say uh he didn't think he would be able to play as good like you it, you're right like mentally you get nervous or you start th- you start overthinking things not having as <laughs> exactly. much fun and it's just and then you really are probably pushing harder you're not you know you're not relaxed and and so i'm mm-hmm. the same way they, the guys always make fun of me because i'm i'm always like that like there's no way i'll be able to do the show tonight it's over it's over and then by you know 9, 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, okay, let's do it. And it just And That's just the way
2: it goes. Hey, it really hey, is. And I, I mean, like, I'll have certain days where I try to, you know, keep sober. My body's broken down. I'm like, I, I shouldn't have any drinks today. And, uh, you know, I'll play the show, and then I'll blow out my voice that I'll be overthinking it so hard. Or even, like, I'll play guitar. I play guitar in a couple songs, and, like, I'll, I'll mess up parts because I'm overthinking it. Like, it it's like mm-hmm. I'm in hyper mode. This-
1: it's ultra dry feeling, yep. and just uncomfortable. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Do you think your fans would be upset to hear that you're talking about drinking before shows and stuff like that on this podcast?
2: I think I, I again, I I could just be totally, totally naive, but um, I I think they've kind of picked up on it. I mean, we, mm-hmm. you know, if you go to a Prada show, you're going to see beer lined up on on top all the cabs because everybody's going to be drinking beers yep. as we play. Um, yeah. I I have a, a, I've tried to maintain this mentality of of if you're doing things that you're and this is so <laughs> elementary I guess but if you're doing things and you need to to hide them then you should probably not be doing them I I think that's a a very a, a Neanderthal a Neanderthal's way of looking at some Christian morals for me at least and you know if I had to hide my drinking then I don't think I should be doing it but, yeah. I I don't hide it and I'm, I'm, I'm transparent and I try to maintain that, that honesty and, in, in a number of regards.
0: Well, I think that's what we've always tried to, to tell people too. My goal with drinking is never to get drunk or to do terrible things or whatever. I'm actually enjoying myself with my friends, but just like some, there's times where I overeat or sometimes I overreact or I overdo things. There are times where I definitely have drank too much. And, but I want to be aware of those things. But also, my intent is never to dishonor God. My intent is to never go too far or anything like that. But uh, I am—I do enjoy it, and that's why. I, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I want people to know that. Yeah, I'm—I'm going to be drinking a beer, and it, it's yeah. Okay. To flip that on.
1: To flip that on its head. Something you said before, Toby, in a blog or something was: if you're doing something that might be questionable, then for sure the most place you should do it is in front of other Christians. Yeah. If if you if it's questionable, then for by all means do it in front of other Christians. That's how you can get a good picture of it, and you can be authentic, and you can kind of g- even get feedback and you know other perspectives of people that care accountability. So as soon
0: as you say I'm not sure if this is a good idea or not, so I better hide it. Well, you're done. I mean, <laughs> totally. That's well, well, this is kind of the sad part, Mike. Uh, the rest of the guys in Devil Wears Prada actually caused this. Is actually an intervention. Hey, guys, come on! Yeah. They're, they're all here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> come, come on in, fellas. <laughs> tell tell how tell Mike how he is harm how he is harmed. Hey, <laughs> your, your mom's here as well.
2: <laughs> oh no!
0: Hey, Mike, real quick. Uh, so you have a book. It's called Home for Grave. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Home for Grave is one of your songs as well, right?
2: Correct. Um... I, uh, I I've always really liked writing, and with the band, I, I kind of fell out of out of sync with with writing. Um, just you know, exhausting myself doing lyrics and, and those those things. Um, but over the course of the past couple of years, I've been trying really hard to get back at it. And uh, when we put out our, our record, Dead Throne in two thousand eleven, I wrote a book that just explained all the lyrics, and um, I, pu- I self published that, and then when we were writing 818 the newest record and we were doing home for grave the, the song and uh, a, a totally fictionally or a a song based on fiction or it, that narrative um i knew that I, I wanted to expand it and it was a really easy way for me to uh to to discipline myself into writing more and to uh and to also have that uh that kind of accessible platform as far as people seem to really like one and a half hearts, the first thing I wrote about Dead Throne and then um, it, it I felt encouraged and inspired to do something else for that's that's band related and you know sell it at the merch table and whatnot. Um, but so yeah that that was kind of the the inspiration behind it and um, yeah it, it's it's a a short story that basically intertwines uh, a lot of the lyrics from the song into it and and kind of has a kind of zooms out of the song. Seen as, you know, you can only say so much about a story and a, 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 you know, three, four-minute song.
1: Cool. I hope everybody will check that out. Mike, what's uh, Prada got coming up here in the near future? Yeah,
3: besides touring with Satanist bands and (laughs) getting drunk all the time, what are y'all up
2: to? Uh, We'll be doing that again in no time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're planning some just, like, one-off shows. In October, we're playing uh, Knot Fest. We'll be back with Slipknot out in uh, la cool. which will be nice. super cool um yeah and then we're we're putting together touring for the rest of the year so it it appears quiet to I think the the ordinary listener but we uh the wheels are are churning if you will
3: well it was good talking to you man I, I know I'm meeting you for the first time and uh, I'm gonna have to check check your band out now I think you guys probably got started when I was getting out of uh the really heavy scene so it'll be neat to listen to devil. Where's Prada knowing, knowing the guy screaming. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much, Mike, man. We, we really appreciate you being on. So hopefully we'll talk to you again soon.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And, and like when I first wrote you guys, I, I, I wish to encourage you guys. And I think, uh, bad Christian is an awesome thing and I look forward to reading more of the blogs and whatnot. And, uh, it was a real pleasure having me. All
1: right, Mike, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you so much. All
0: right. Talk to you later.
1: Bye guys. All right, guys, Mike, from Devil Wears Prada. Thanks, Mike. Enjoyed that. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. So I hope people aren't too uh, irritated or disturbed about the fact that we talked about drinking alcohol I think they're and going stuff to be. like that. They probably will be. Yeah. That's what I always think. It's like, I don't know. That, that's a stupid way to think. We should not be thinking what somebody's going to feel like. I, I, honestly, I'll put it another way. I don't care. We're just talking to our friends, and however it comes out, it comes out. But yeah, speaking of alcohol... This is, uh, let me tell you about the lunch we had today. Okay. We, went, we dropped Toby off at his place and we went straight to, uh, we were heading on our way here down here to Folly Beach and we drove right out of Toby's neighborhood and sure enough, mm. my favorite Mexican restaurant in Charleston, Senor Tequila's. Is oh not, my God! Is not but about three Love or four miles from your house. We sat down there in the middle of the afternoon and the guy comes up and, and says, What would you like to drink? And Dave says, Well, let's get a beer. It's our off day. And so I said, All right, let's get one. And and I said, What do you have on draft? Uh you have Dose Equis." He goes, Yes. I said, Okay. I said, I'll have a Dose Equis." I he didn't ask what size, nothing. Brings me out a th- thirty two <laughs> ounce. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't ask, I mean I was assuming it was a pint. <laughs> That's how but they do if it. You just say I want a beer. It's my favorite. He brings Mexican you really thirty two right. ounce beer at, at City. It really Lasquillas. is the
3: best Mexican food. You it really re- it's too. amazing. All right. So I I know you don't it, want to go on this in too much depth, but you made very clear with your uh, talk about porn and X3 Watch that you didn't want to come across lackadaisical or careless with porn. You said that many times. Uh-huh. Why is that not the case? With you said, but with alcohol, you don't care. because well, he likes to party. Because I
1: like to party, man.
0: Why? I mean, you don't get that. No, I don't. Porn is bad, but people like to party. Yeah, porn bad, <laughs> but yeah.
1: No, I mean honestly, I guess what I'm saying is, I, I. I resist this all the time, and I know it because I, I can say it so clearly when I see another person do it. I say, you need to to be who you are. You need to be honest. You need to uh, own what you own. So if you if you drink alcohol or you don't think something's wrong, you don't need to apologize for it. You don't need to worry about what other people are going to think about it.
3: But you do think getting drunk
1: is wrong. I do. I didn't get drunk. All right. That's so not what I was saying. I I'm, was I'm just saying I think some people are going to misconstrue talking about alcohol gotcha. as a bad thing or whatever. With pornography it, it just is There's no excuse There's no nothing for it That's something that I do That I don't condone I'm not about condoning sin I am not However When I don't think Something's sin When you don't think Something's sin Anybody out there Don't apologize for it Yeah Don't You don't have to Apologize for it You don't have to If you think it's okay To whatever it is You might be right You might be wrong But you don't have to Apologize for it right. So I'm not sorry gotcha. I drank a 32 ounce beer At lunch It All was right. awesome
3: All right. So as as you guys uh, and everyone in the world owes me for the beginning of uh, Emory, uh, I owe you guys uh, exploring nacho orders at Mexican restaurants. Because to this day, my favorite thing to order at a Mexican restaurant is bean nachos, and I noticed you and Devin doing that. We're talking back in '98. Oh yeah, I never did that. I was just like, they just ordered an appetizer of nachos at a Mexican restaurant. So I thought you're supposed to get the taco and the enchilada and all that stuff. No, well, to this day, to that is clear, the best thing to get.
1: To, it definitely is. But to be clear, if you're on the West Coast, N.A., not applicable. It's right. not true. If you're in a lot of places in the rest of the country, it's not applicable. But if you're in the Southeast... <sighs> And you go to the Mexican if, – if you look at the menu on the Mexican restaurant and it has Speedy Gonzalez as a, a lunch special, right. oh. then you're in the right kind of place. Right. Yeah, and yes, I agree. If you order nachos there as a, as an appetizer, as a food, it's going to be 6 or $6, $6, 5 $7, and it's going to be amazing. And yeah. It's the, I would it's also the say, chips and the white know, cheese and then whatever uh, topping so you We want. were also in That's or- what I'm Orlando about.
0: yesterday, and uh, it was another time where another – Uh, way you know that a mexican restaurant is going to be good is if it's in a mexican grocery store yes if you ever
1: see a mexican grocery store slash restaurant Restaurant, go there go there
0: the food will be delicious it's amazing i mean it's always good
1: and if you're on the west coast do not go in a sit down mexican restaurant where it's 13 dollar Entrees and it's stupid. It's just I mean, if you're on the West Coast and you want to eat Mexican food, you need a taco truck. Yeah. You need a burrito stand. You yep. need a, a, a some place. Yeah. But you do. But going to the big chains or even whatever restaurant it is that. You know, you sit down. I mean, don't do that on the West Coast. Yeah. You have to do that in the Southeast or yeah, maybe the Midwest. Totally.
0: Like, even when we were, like, in San Diego. I mean, you if you're going to, when we were in San Diego. LA, San had, Diego. We yeah. ate amazing Mexican food, but we did not go to a chain. We went to a place where I thought I could get killed. Right. And that food was amazing. Right. You know If
1: what you mean? go to a sit-down place
0: on the West Coast, it's going to be hard. Just don't be safe. I mean, that's that's the thing with food. If go you, where, where it's dangerous. Safe, you up. have to go where it's dangerous. You might lose your life. And that food will be awesome always.
3: Hey, real quick, I want to thank you guys for sending shout-outs to. Why are you uh, laying down right my now, my niece Emma?
1: Why are you lay down when we do a podcast? Why you, I mean, yeah. we're doing
0: a podcast. I mean, peop, uh, We have thousands upon thousands of listeners. I want to thank you guys. You laying down, you're holding laying your butt down I'm across not holding two. My butt. You're, you're laying down that.
1: across two chairs right now, just on our. Why bus. are you laying down? Why? I want
0: to thank. you Will you guys. admit that you're laying down? Yeah. I'm, Why are I'm you la- la- sit Why? up before Why? you continue?
3: I'm leaning. I'm not laying down. Well, that's a. At your
0: uh, at your church job, how often do you lay down yeah, when on you're, the job? When you're I'm not laying down. Praying, how, often, everybody, yeah. how often do I you, when, when you, when you, across you go across multiple seats? When you go do response time, do you lay down across the floor this and is, tell people about <laughs> Jesus and how they need him? <laughs> you're not laying down. You just, <laughs> you just
3: admitted you're laying no, down. No, I changed it to leaning. You're not leaning. No, you're you're totally laying. leaning. You're I've seen people fall asleep and that elbow is up. My people elbow fall is asleep up. in that position, Joe. Oh, you fall asleep <laughs> sitting your ass down right how it is right. right now watching Don't TV. Don't bring this on me.
0: <laughs> Do not bring this on me. You're anyway, thank you guys hey, no, for giving shout We going to
1: finish this. In all fairness, we we make fat jokes about Joey. He's not fat. When we're talking about him lounging and laying around during our podcast, he is laying across multiple <laughs> seats right now. That is true. We are not joking Sit up straight And then continue With whatever
0: I'm it is You want I'm perfectly fine Thank you <laughs> I'm not y'all okay, I'm well, not your bitch the I don't that, do what y'all Want to do Why do you to have do. to Lay down on the job I mean people Are you don't supporting lay down I'm not church. laying down Do you ever do What you're doing right now At a church service at a church service, At, when you are when the you're pastor, you're the lead pastor you of on your campus. Multiple seats. When people are in front of you, do you ever sit or lay? Like when uh, I also don't fight fires, but if I was a fireman, pastor I'd be Greg, fighting Greg, the hell out a, of some fires. That doesn't you're make you're any sense. When you're watching Pastor Greg on Sunday morning, do you lay across three seats <laughs> to watch him? I don't stick my finger up people's seats butts. But if Sunday I was a doctor, I would. And you need to get a finger stuck up your butt at the doctor. You hey, look I've very had a finger up, stuck up my butt, Joey. And it wasn't a doctor. Do you want to go there? <laughs> Keep laying across two seats. Now
1: sit up straight and continue. I'm with not going to do what say. you say. He won't okay. sit up straight no, and continue lounging. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Continue Sorry. taking
3: your job not seriously. Go ahead. All right. I just want to thank you guys for... No, I, I think you guys have done a great job with uh, hospitality to a lot of our teammates that have seen you on the road. Like Peter texted me and said how awesome it was hanging out with you guys and my brother and niece. Gino said it was great right. meeting you guys. There's been a handful of people. So I'm proud of y'all because y'all typically don't Robert. care about people. Yep, Robert. And and I, I'm joking. You gave me that sigh. I y'all know. love people. That's
1: because I we're on this tour this time. And we've been, this is the first time we've really been on tour since the podcast came out, really. Right. And now I meet people and they say, they've said to me on multiple occasions, go, hey, you're meeting me right now, but I know you don't really like people. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you're not being real right now. And all I can do is joke and go, Am I coming across sincere? And I smile and laugh at them because so, they don't think I really am enjoying meeting them because of shit I've said on this podcast. <laughs> but thank you, everybody. I enjoy it when I meet you. Come shake my hand. You're, I think you're great. Yeah, but no, you, you do like people. I mean, yeah, I like people.
3: Yeah. Well, now, Toby, right. I can't say that for you. I don't like people. You probably hated seeing Peter. You're just like, <laughs> great.
0: I actually really enjoyed seeing Peter, it was, it was very fun hanging yeah. out with him on the bus. When's the last time you've seen your Peter? Ah
3: uh, well, lo- way sooner than you've seen yours. <laughs> okay, let's get to the uh, bullshit portion of this podcast. Hey, Starting can you now. shut the
2: hell up for
0: five seconds? <laughs> can you just lay there like a homeless person and shut your Whoa! damn mouth.
3: You just don't know. Can you what's shut your damn mouth? What what am I doing? That's like a homeless person. You, you look you, like you, a homeless person at a bus stop. I yeah. am leaning. Okay, yeah, I know. Can we get Dave's opinion? He's got a microphone Dave, on his face. Dave. Dave, am I laying down?
0: Dave, tell the truth. Oh. Am I laying down? <laughs> Is they he just, lounging well beyond what you would expect he's way somebody who's broadcasting past leaning. to do?
1: I can see <laughs> everybody you He's not better. leaning, Dave. I mean, lounging might be a good word. I don't Thank know. Thank
3: you. That. I'm not laying down. You basically made it sound like I'm sprawled out on the floor.
0: <laughs> what other job that you have cared about have you sat like this? At I have worked like
3: this at my job before because it's answering emails and all that sort of thing for hours at a time. Sometimes, yeah, I'll be comfortable like this.
0: Okay, well, you don't I'm even sorry. do your
3: job uh, half the time.
0: Oh, <laughs> I guess you're right. You know everything, <laughs> <laughs> sir.
3: Sir, L- boss lounge, sir, lounge a lot. Here we go. No, I I, I do want to retract that. Toby's a
0: hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, I'm, I'm sir- sorry. Hey, I want to <laughs> retract. Joey's leaning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Sir Lounge-A-Lot, can we do some news? Is that okay with you? Yeah. Well, no, it's never okay
3: with me. All right, we're going to anyway. Here we I've go. Learn to deal with it. In a time when your coworker leans and you feel like you're going to go crazy and kill yourself, it's news with Toby.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: That's pretty much what you're going to say.
0: Brilliant, Joey. Thank yeah, you.
3: brilliant, Tommy. <laughs> what kind of news stars you have, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what you got, Toby? You going to intro yourself? I can't after that. <laughs> it, was too, it, it was too brilliant. I was going to go right to the news, guys. Oh, It's either going to
3: have something to do with a vagina sculpture. We've done that twice. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> a bad customer service situation where someone threatened and probably went to jail. Or someone that did something illegal and we're not sure if it's really no, illegal. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll, go, I'll th- go with Joey on this or probably a bunch of names coming up that you can't pronounce. <laughs>
0: I, I guess I'll I tell you what. I don't usually get offended, but it does hurt worse when somebody's laying down making fun of me. But they can't even sit like, up. Yeah, they can't even you. sit up, and they're making fun of you. That makes you feel like a piece of shit. But I'm gonna go ahead and do my news. A person can't even sit up <laughs>
3: to
1: make. And fun they of would you. make. Fun,
0: they can't even sit up to make fun of you. That means you must be a real asshole. So I'm gonna go ahead and do my news here. Gross or is it? University pushes peeing in the shower to conserve water. Mm-hmm. Matt, I thought you might be interested in this. I'm, I'm very wow. interested. This I is a, a, uh Megan Holan, a Today contributor. Megan who? Holahan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> <right>. hand. <Holohan>. <laughs> Th- thanks for clarifying that, man. I was trying to skip on past that, and you, <laughs> you did the right thing there. I appreciate Hold, that.
3: Is it Holderhan? Right. Holahan.
0: H-O-L-O-H-A-N. How would you say that? Sir sleeps a lot. <laughs> I don't even like this portion. Thank of the you, show. Dr. Lean. In a memorable Seinfeld episode, Elaine scolds George for peeing in the shower. She thinks he's lazy. And his defense everyone does it. If administrators at the University of East Anglia in Norwich, England, have their say, Good all 15,000 students will do it. The campaign aptly. Titled "Go with the Flow," claims that if every student peed in the shower once daily, the university would save about two hundred and thirty thousand, I believe, euro a year on water. One of the students behind the campaign, Chris Dobson, recently told BBC, "With fifteen thousand students over a uh, for over a year, we would save enough water to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool twenty-six times." Over Gosh.
1: clearly, I can can I unpack yeah, yeah. can I as preachers would say unpack that a little bit. Yes, well that that's really there's a I could do twenty minutes on this. I'll try and do two minutes on okay. it. Okay, f- yeah. That the reason why that is is because what what they're saying is when you go pee even in a urinal, a lot of urinals even are a gallon per flush. It's GPF. That's the unit they use to measure uh, flushing efficiency. And so even to pee in a urinal and hit the flush one time is a gallon per flush. And so wow. every if every time you if you pee any alternative place, then you're saving a ton of water. Now yeah. I don't care about water at all, but what drives me crazy about peeing places is there's tons of times when that when you pee somewhere where you're basically going from outside to inside a little small place to pee in a place that's going to use chemicals, all this stuff, and eventually the stuff's going to get treated and go back outside. So anytime you have the opportunity to pee outdoors, think of what you're saving. That's unbelievable. It's simple because that's all it's about anyway. If you can pee somewhere on the ground, the only reason we don't is because we're afraid somebody's going to like see our wiener or something. Or Or our vagina. Or your vagina when you squat to pee. (laughs) So that's the reason people don't pee outside, but it's clearly the most natural thing to do. Anytime you go in a porta potty and all the chemicals there, or you walk yeah. out, from outside in your yard into yeah. somebody's house to pee and then use a gallon of water to flush it so it goes to a, through the pipes to a sewage. I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You should always pee outside. And in the shower, I've never thought about it, but that is great. You just pee right in the shower. It goes down the drain. It doesn't hurt anything. Yeah. And honestly, when you pee... There's almost nothing in it other than water. It's almost all water. There's an active chemical in your pee called Stinks, urea. man. Urea is the chemical, and it's extremely not concentrated in any individual pee. It's
0: no big deal. <laughs> of course you should pee in the shower. Yeah, I feel strongly about Joey's that. Joey's urine yeah. smells just like pizza. <laughs> um, have you guys ever peed in the shower before? Oh, yeah. I pee in the shower Do you do, it, do, you do it regularly? Constantly. Uh, like uh, now. When's the last time you peed in the shower?
3: It's pretty recent. Took, of course, I, I would say for me, it's probably three times a month. Usually, I'm going to pee before or after, but no, always. Does sorry. your wife get mad at you? No, I don't think she really cares about that sort of thing. But I'm actually peeing right in the drain because I am kind of like I don't want to just kind of. It's
1: fine. It washes all down. There's nothing bad in pee. a t- tiny bit of pee anyway, and everything will be settled. You can save a ton if 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 the main college right, slogan so was "If it's yellow, let it mellow."
0: That's all you got to know. Can somebody get Joy a blanket? He's just relaxing. He's leaning. Get him. It, where'd you get that pillow from? Where keep, the f- keep on with your news. Where I'll the make hell sure. did you get that pillow from, Julie? I'll
1: make sure he stays <laughs> awake. You just keep on with the news. I know you're focused
0: right now. I'll handle him staying awake. This one comes from USA Today. And it's a report about sexual harassment. What, what was that rampant? word? Sexual? sexual. Okay. You don't have sex, so you probably don't. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. You have done harassment, though. <laughs> uh, and it's rampant in restaurants. Some 90% of women in restaurant (laughs) jobs that depend on tips report being bothered at work by some form of sexual harassment, according to a scathing report on the restaurant industry due out Tuesday. It is particularly a problem, the report says, for women restaurant workers in states where tipped jobs have the lower federal minimum wage. Of two dollars and thirteen cents, like the and, Waffle House. It's not Seattle then. No, no, Seattle's yeah, no, it's like a hundred dollars an hour. It's
1: like a Waffle House in North yep. Carolina.
0: The federal minimum for non-tipped workers is seven twenty-five. Both are higher in many states, and so basically, what this article is saying is that low wages and people and women relying on tips they get sexually harassed more a ton so the lower brow of the
1: restaurant and stuff the worse the behavior of the patrons are
0: yep the report which calls sexual harassment endemic to the restaurant industry comes as a low wage restaurant comes as low wage restaurant workers increasingly comes as low comes as low wage restaurant workers increasingly are pushing for better pay and improved rights in an industry that employs about 11 million workers. So, so I mean, this is kind of a big thing. And I think females uh, females are tipped. Uh, female-tipped restaurant workers in particular are subject to very high rates of unwanted, scary sexual behavior right. in the workplace, says uh, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> in order to get tips, workers in states with lower minimum wage are forced to dress and act certain ways that make them vulnerable to customer mm-hmm. and coworker and manager harassment.
1: Right. Well, I mean, this is I I appreciate you bringing this up because it is a very 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 serious issue. Not sexual harassment. That's no big deal. The tipping thing is out of control. It's the way unbelievable. we st- the way we structure our tips in this country is insane. So once again, I'm going to get say for the tipping that you should pay everybody a full wage and we should eliminate the tipping and let people get paid for the work they do and we'll let everything sort itself out.
3: Thank you, Matt, for your
1: heart. Because I really care about this issue.
3: Yeah, I know you yeah, do. I, I, see, I'm going to balance this out a little bit more and say it really irritates me when I walk into a sports bar and what a lot of the girls are forced to wear. It just Like is the just referee
0: weird. bikinis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because
3: I think some of them are just like, man, I need a
0: job. Okay, well let's let's take that one step farther and just really break this down a little bit. You said forced to wear. That's a pretty strong statement. You're right. You're right. I mean, um, do they choose to wear that? I mean, they could work anywhere.
3: I I do think in this economy though, you get a job and once you start working
0: somewhere, yeah, you have to listen to what they say. So they could quit, but then they'd be like, "Well, I, I want a job." Among the report's key findings, women living off tips in states with a $2.13 per hour tipped minimum wage are twice as likely to be sexually harassed as women as in states that require a higher minimum wage.
1: Which proves that the people who are getting paid a decent wage are less dependent on tips, they're getting paid for their work, and that's okay. So let people get paid for what they do, and we don't have to tip them. On.
0: Well, one other thing is, though, three quarters of women experience sexual harassment from coworkers on at least a monthly basis. So well, I think what this is basically saying these restaurants are women that are dressed potentially a yeah. certain way. Hooters. It's a sexual and, environment, right? Yeah, sure. and, and so, I mean, we, we don't know Hooters for sure allegedly maybe or whatever we're supposed to say but I think a lot of restaurants that encourage the sexuality of their female hostess it's exploited' ex- it's exploitative I, it, it just really stinks because I mean I, I what's really crazy is that like there are tons of restaurants where women wear, little clothing and those restaurants succeed I'm sure there's some where men maybe don't but they're n- nobody cares about those you know like what I mean the, like my
1: favorite chicken place Dong's
0: yeah <laughs>
1: Dong's love chicken Is Dong's it's men with you know bikinis on they serve chicken wings you being
3: serious that's your favorite chicken place
1: yes <laughs> uh, I'm being serious it's called Dong's and <laughs> they have them everywhere it's a national chain I don't know that.
0: where did you get the noisemaker to help you fall asleep right now during <laughs> this podcast You have a pillow and a blanket and a (laughs) noisemaker. Joey, you're a piece of shit.